Hello, everyone. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Marcella. <laughs> I'll throw you for a curveball, huh? Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> what was happening? But this is Sailor Manga, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the iconic Sailor Moon manga by Naoko Takeuchi and discuss it to our heart's content. I'm just in a good mood today, I guess. I was throwing throwing shit around. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it two seconds before I did it. <laughs> anyway, happy moon day, Hello. Marcella. How's it going? Happy moon day. Um, yes, it's going good. We had some, we did some Dead by Daylight pre-recording. We did? Um... Mm. Because today is the day that Michaela, the witch character, came out. Yeah. But it has since derailed our playing because we sat for, what, an hour and a half with no match? It was... We played two... Ugh. Yeah, we played, <laughs> we played for two hours, but in total we probably played for half an hour of that of the two yeah, hours. Yeah, the rest was wait time. It was ridiculous. And DCing and... Um, <sighs> yeah, and I completely forgot. I'm garbage. supposed to be going into London tomorrow, so we probably should have uh, started sooner. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get through this, and you know, it won't take up too much time. It's a really great chapter, though. I loved this chapter. It's really, really good. Sorry, I'm just confused. I'm just looking at my my um, <laughs> Starbucks frappuccino and trying to wonder what this stuff on top is. It's really strange. Oh, it's like a thick jam almost. It's the Halloween from the Halloween one, but I'm looking at it thinking, yeah. why is it like this? It, it looks curdled, huh. so I'm not sure. I'm not curdled. It's not looking good. Mm, anyway, sorry. Um, but today, y'all, we are reading Act 34, which is titled Infinity 8, Labyrinth Mugen Part 1. Mm, I love a yes. two-parter. Love a two-parter. And I just, I read this last night and I was like, I fuck with this chapter so much and y'all are yeah. gonna see why but first y'all know we have a little segment on here called moon news so marcella what's your moon news sorry it's like it's gone off <laughs> i'm just obsessed with what's wrong with it sorry <laughs> are you talking about your frappuccino again <laughs> yeah i want to i'll send you a picture of it because it's really freaking me out right oh moon news <laughs> Not much. Uh, we're I have watched, today. I have watched a few more episodes of Crystal. Have you? So, um, I yeah, because I finished Shit's Creek. Um, <gasps> That's and I right. Was going to start Squid Game, mm, but mm -hmm. um, but I haven't yet. And I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to watch nice. some, some more Crystal. So um, I watched the one that I just watched was Time Warp Sailor Pluto. Oh, I love that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Or um, in our podcast, dot dot dot. Was that what it was? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was that's that's all I have. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Moving on. What's yours? Love it. Okay. So I have a little bit, <clears throat> but I'm gonna pile drive through this. Okay. So I'm still on the last chapter of um, the Codename Sailor V manga, Volume One. I'm still on the last chapter, and it's a good thing too because I have some updates regarding the. US release of Codename Sailor V Volume 2 manga, it got delayed. It got delayed. Yeah. So originally it was supposed to come out October 26th, and then they upped it to today, the 19th, that when we're recording this. And then I checked it yesterday when I left work, and it was like, oh, JK, it's been delayed to November 9th. So 
uh, <clears throat> I'm a little peeved, considering yeah. that this is like the final Sailor Moon Eternal Edition. It's just like, just fucking why? Why are why is it so hard for it to come out? <laughs> yeah, um, they they did the first one okay. Yeah, I just I don't understand, and maybe that that's just what it is. I don't understand the behind the scenes work, but it's just a little annoying because you know this is legitimately like the seventh or eighth delay that Codename Sailor V has faced. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How how hard is it? to just put pictures on paper right because i don't know it was originally supposed to come out in january of this year mm. that's how much it's gotten delayed and it was moved to july i feel then was it was it moved july? to april and then july or no okay. then june then july then august <laughs> then september then october and now november Jesus. well we, we suspected uh, that uh, lana daray was involved didn't we <laughs> that's right elizabeth grant you're to fucking blame uh -huh. uh, anton's gonna love that <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, he can't deny it it's the truth can't. um and then uh, argue the facts yeah the cold hard facts it's hard to eradicate those um but my big reveal uh <laughs> the secret that i've been keeping for all week long <laughs> Oh god, yeah, I know. What <laughs> okay, so do you remember a little thing that I talked about before called Sailor Moon the Audio Series? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, as you know, I was working with AI voices, which is a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. but this past week I decided, you know what? Maybe I'll just see if, you know, some fellow Sailor Moon fans are interested in voicing it, you know, just for fun. You know, I, I can't afford to pay anybody to do this. It's just a passion mm -hmm. project. Um, and I got about, you know, like 30 responses from people. Wow. <laughs> I've heard from a bunch of people. Um, um, I posted on my favorite Sailor Moon page on Facebook, which is I believe it's called Sailor Moon Unlimited. That sounds correct. Yeah. And I was just like, message me on Messenger if you're interested. And I was like, I'll send you the script that I have and you can read lines for whatever character you want. And I've had a couple auditions already. My goodness. This is yes. crazy. Um, I'm still waiting to hear from pretty much everyone. I've only heard from like, uh, I think four people of the people that reached out. Um, have sent me, uh, you know, audio clips, quote unquote auditions. I don't like calling them auditions because, you know, I don't know, it feels weird. I'm not qualified to audition anyone, but um, it's really fun. I think, I think we might have an Usagi and a barrel already. <gasps> oh, wow. Um, because oh, she was just, she was so good. She was so good. And um, somebody who wants to be the narrator who I really liked. Yeah. And uh, narrator's a big job, obviously, because it's most of the work is the narrator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got someone who wants to be a new the newscaster, which is only one scene, but pop off sis, someone's gotta do it. Um, and yeah, so I'm putting the finishing touches on that script. It's almost done. Um, while I wait for these people to give these auditions. So uh look for in podcast form, Sailor Moon the oh, Audio Series. I love it. This is so exciting. <laughs> and that's why I sent you, Marcella, before the podcast, that logo. Hey. <laughs> I sent you the logo of I won't I won't drop the name yet. Uh yeah. But um working on like becoming a media mogul sis. 
she's a produ- <laughs> she's a producer she's got things going on she's busy she's popping and locking so uh yeah i'm really excited oh i love and i wish i could send you the like the audio auditions that i've yeah, been listening to, to but i can't download them off of messenger so um, maybe i'll figure out a way to like so you can hear them. yeah i'll have to record them so you can hear them yeah uh, but yeah it's really exciting um and that's also another reason why i'm sort of taking a backseat to streaming just because i sort of come to this realization that like i just really love working in the audio medium like so so much and it's something that i never would have figured out about myself if we hadn't started doing this podcast yeah and um and if i can bridge that gap and do a podcast and write like that's the dream bitch like that two of my passions coming together so i'm really excited and um we'll see we'll see how it fares in the future yeah oh you have to keep us posted i will it's exciting um and then we have a bit of combined moon news we heard from our number one listener hannah (laughs) from germany who we love and adore and um i'm assuming she doesn't want us to read uh, her email like usual so i won't read it word for word but she did mention that uh she's loving that we're getting into sailor saturn stuff finally and yeah. i was talking about the super sailor moon outfit and um she did ask us what do we think about the relationship between setsuna michiru and haruka mm-hmm. and uh, all i have to say is hashtag harusagi oh yeah so <laughs> not really i love michiru and haruka don't get me wrong but uh yeah hashtag harusagi <laughs> sorry mamaru sorry michiru <laughs> I could um I could picture that. <clears throat> she said, "Could you see them having some kind of like polyamorous?" Yeah. Oh, I could totally see it. Oh yeah, I'd love to see it. Oh, so progressive. But anyway, y'all, let's get into this chapter. And first, we want to uh, talk about how we're starting in Volume Six of Sailor Moon: The Eternal Edition, and it's mm-hmm. this beautiful cover of Sailor Uranus, Sailor Neptune, with the sword and the marine mirror, as we're renaming it. And they're just in their sailor outfits, looking stunning. The background is sort of plain it's like white yeah and, um, i haven't let down this cover for me i mean i enjoy it because it's got some stars mm. it's not as flashy as the venus cover was because it was all yellow and super super shiny but i like the little is this one even holographic uh yeah mine is if you kind of tilt it a bit See, i just feel like it mine's needs not. more isn't it mine is mine doesn't really look holographic like anyway yeah. who cares <clears throat> it's just i just feel like it's a bit of a letdown i think it doesn't pop off the page yeah you're right it kind of doesn't unfortunately and the insides well i guess blue for sailor satin but again meh. yeah give it a c it's fine <laughs> um but then we flip to the volume uh cover page which says sailor moon 6 and this is probably one of my favorite manga images because it has all of the transformed guardians every mm. single one of them they all look stunning it's in color you know, from Chibi Moon to Saturn, everyone is here looking super fucking cute. Um, the only letdown is Pluto looks a little whitewashed than she should be. Yeah. Um, her skin's uh, not the the dark ebony goddess that I know that she is. So that's a little bit of a letdown, but I love seeing everyone here together at least. Yeah. And then we flip the page and we get started. We get the table of contents and all that shit, but we're greeted with this, uh, this beautiful image, color image of Sailor Saturn. And behind her is sort of like, um, like this, 
zodiac tapestry sort of pattern going on it's Mm. really really cool um and it just says sailor saturn the guardian of silence under the protection of the planet of ruin she's revived Mm. yeah and it's just i mean stunning like like i said last week take those boots off and shove them down my orifices like i love it (laughs) then we flip to another color page you can tell we're starting at the beginning of the volume because there's so much color But we get this color page of, again, all of the Guardians in all of their glory. Um, it, Actually, except for Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's not on this particular page, but it's more of this, like, Zodiac solar system tapestry thing. There's flowers all around, and they just look stunned, especially Saturn. I can't take my eyes off oh, of yeah. her. Oh, yeah, she looks the best, I think. She just looks like she's about to beat everyone's ass. Yeah. And um, I love the little note above at the top. It says it was drawn in august 5th of 1994 oh so cute little nod i love seeing like little details like that when it was created and stuff so love it and then we get this image of sailor moon on the chapter page which says course act 34 infinity 8 labyrinth mugen part one and it's just sailor moon that's all you need to know it's her face it's not really her whole outfit it's got her cosmic heart brooch um an amalgamation of colors in the background some more dark tones like rusty browns and reds and greens it's very interesting i can't drink this it's kind of funny <laughs> i love that you're still so upset about your frappuccino <laughs> i know it's ruined. is this the the cherry one the scream one yeah it's all like yeah the cherry scream mm-hmm. but it's like the cherries curdled with the cream part and it just looks <laughs> rank <laughs> Those words in combination are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Oh, I'm gonna try and take a picture to send you. Sorry, yeah. listeners, but this is important. This is important. This but is keep the going. I'll pay for. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a little refresher from last week. So Sailor Saturn was awakened. Uh, no, I take that back. Uh, someone awakened out of Hataru's body with this yeah. long, long hair. Her body's sort of grown up, very wicked lady vibes. And uh, she stole this, whoever this is, which we're going to find out in this chapter, um, took the silver crystal from Chibiusa and it rendered her pretty much comatose. She was weakened. They couldn't wake her up. And so we pick up immediately where that left off with Chibiusa cradled in Tuxedo Mask's arms and people are worried about Chibiusa. And then we start this chapter by immediately going to uh, the Juban Medical University Hospital. Oh, I just got the picture. Oh, that is disgusting looking. Yeah. That looks like ground up hamburger raw. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) be. Not good. No, it looks disgusting. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad y'all got that visual, listeners. <laughs> Just raw hamburger. <laughs> well, speaking of raw hamburger, that's basically what Chibiusa is because she's in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> because we get this image of the EKG machine and it's just flatlining. <laughs> it's like oh, it's a very 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 weak heartbeat that's very inconsistent. And the doctor says her heart has stopped. She's fading. And then it's clo- stopped. I mean, that's pretty much Yeah, she's like, like Avengers Endgame, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Thanos twitch for me. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> great. <laughs> not great at all. Your heart has stopped. Okay. Um yeah. <laughs> 
And so Usagi's like, no, no, it can't be true. And she's just looking down at Chibiusa. And, you know, everyone's basically everyone's heart is breaking at this point. And then Mamoru speaks up and he looks at the doctor and he says, would you give us some time alone with her? And so he leaves. What? The heart stopped. <laughs> Fucking do something. Get the defib out. What? The defib. For, for, for my raw hamburger daughter. <laughs> can we have some alone time to chat with her she's her heart isn't beating anymore (laughs) am i missing something i mean i'm not a doctor but that doesn't sound good it doesn't you're right it doesn't but you know things work in juban in mysterious ways that don't make sense necessarily Because if her heart is stopped, what's the point? Like, she's dead. Right. But but not in the I Sailor thought... Moon universe, apparently. That was kind of, yeah. Oh, sorry, they're <sighs> going to scream her name at her a couple of times. I'll help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all of the girls in Mamari are just like, Chibiusa! Chibiusa? <laughs> just like you said, yelling at her. <laughs> And then Usagi's thinking, her body just keeps getting stiffer and colder. Hataru did this. Sailor Saturn killed her. It's like, girl, you already know that ain't Sailor Saturn, but pop off. And that wasn't Hataru. That was not my child. No. Um, but I do like how that's drawn. It's like this flashback image of whatever Hataru has come to be stacked mm-hmm. on top of uh, Usagi's eyes, drawn very, uh, I don't know how to even describe like stets- that. Um, stained glass. Yeah, there we go. Like, stained glass it's really cool so then we hear oh love this then we hear her hostia has been removed and it's the fucking outers and i'm not gonna go into their full outfits just yet but bitches they are consistently the fashion force of this fucking arc yeah they turned up they they said oh chibius is in the hospital (laughs) check check the fit sis (laughs) they said we're going all out get the givenchy (laughs) off the rack get the chanel all out out of the closet the vera wang is coming yeah. off michiri's like turned up in black already like she's <laughs> not her being funeral ready but yeah so uh usagi's like haruka michiru setsuna and she's like bitch what y'all doing here and then she says hostia what's that Where did you and- get that top <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me borrow that top sis fashion <laughs> um so michiru says when the Deathbusters find a human target they take their hostia in other words they remove their their soul. Oh, again, yeah. not. Doesn't <sighs> yeah. sound good. Does not sound good at all. Uh, she says they turn that soulless body into a vessel and merge with it. They call it vesseling. They integrate with a human body in order to move and act in our world. That's what the Deathbusters really are. (laughs) And that's when we get the outfits. And bitches, I swear to fucking God, this is a Sailor Manga pod exclusive. Because I have to put this on there. I mean, the fashion. Mm -hmm. Haruka is in this, like, turtleneck top. But she's got, like, a spaghetti strap top on top of it. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, this long skirt. Or is that pants? It doesn't really say. Um, But let's go with skirt. I love that idea. Fucking Michi is wearing a black top with a white like um i wanted to say protestant collar <laughs> but it's very like old-timey like pilgrim collar yes 
And then she's wearing like pants that are like tied around with a black ribbon, cinching like, her waist for the gods. They're like bunched up, like they call them, is it like paper bag? <laughs> yeah. Paper bag pants. Very. And then fucking uh, Setsuna. Yeah. My God. She's wearing a dress that has like a um like a little camisole cardigan thing that matches with it. And it's like this textural, like marble looking pattern. And it's got like this the the top of the dress has like this lace or it's like laced up with a bow on the front it's fucking fashion bitch off the shoulder yes off the shoulder she's got her hand on her hip with her long green hair looking fucking yeah. stunning oh i like, know because when you know an infant's in the hospital <laughs> why wouldn't you right they're like you know just casually looking cute on the way to kill your best friend vibes <laughs> It's incredible. But anyway, enough about the fashion, <laughs> even though I could go on. Uh, but Usagi's like, remove people's souls, integrate with humans. And then she says, but that means Hataru, when she changed like that, she... And then Setsuna's like, shut the fuck up. It wasn't because Sailor Saturn had awakened. The three talismans haven't activated yet. And then Haruka says, it never once occurred to us that something like this might happen. They had turned Hataru into a vessel long ago. Whoever that was, it wasn't Hataru. It was the enemy Good. and we get this image that yeah thank god it's like so you can stop blaming hataru for chibiusa's condition hmm. and we get this image of what Ch uh hataru has turned into this long black-haired grown-up lady and we get this other image of chibiusa laying in the hospital bed and uh <gasps> like um have you ever seen the grudge that's all like uh, hair and stuff. Not for a long it? time. Oh, it is like that. Yeah. Mm. You're right. Uh, Samara. That's what it is. It's very Samara. Isn't she from Ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's the little, the, the bitch who done fell down the well. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about um, the Grudge, the other one. Oh, Maybe shit. <laughs> Not <laughs> me thinking they're the same thing. <laughs> right. Grudge. A different movie. <laughs> but there's all like, they get wrapped up in hair and... It's the hair for me, sis. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It is very that. Um, and I think this is still this is still Haruka. She says when she took Chibiusa's mystical silver crystal, she took Chibiusa's soul along with it. And then Usagi's like, Chibiusa and Hataru, what's going to happen to them? And Haruka explains, once they've been vesseled, the enemy stays alive by feeding off of human souls. But even if the vesseling works, the invader will eventually devolve into its daemon form. That's Matt Daemon form for you listeners. <laughs> and once that happens, there's no saving them. It doesn't matter what form they take it was never possible for them to survive here and that's when usagi's face blanches white and she's thinking the enemies we've been destroying were fused with human beings and it's like yeah and you've destroyed them <laughs> you've been killing bitches yeah. <laughs> and <Oops>. take names <laughs> It's just like they're going to turn into demons, and there's no and there's no way to save them. Yeah, just repeat. Yeah. Uh, yep, just repeating what Haruka's <laughs> already explained. Yeah. Keep that time wasting. <laughs> yeah. So Haruka says the enemy has already possessed Hataru. That actually makes our job easier. She's going to die a painful death anyway. Now we oh. can kill her ourselves before she has to suffer. I mean, like pulling no punches, no sugarcoating, yeah. no easing into it. We're killing the bitch, looking like final girl outfits. I mean, We're in final girl outfits. Yeah, <laughs> ready she to kill said her. It, said it slightly differently, but I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, you know, especially because she has such a soft spot for Usagi, you think that she would try to soften it a little bit but i guess her mission takes over her softness for usagi yeah 
oh well. But Usagi does not like the sound of this. And she's like, no. And Haruka's like, she has Chibiusa's soul and the mystical silver crystal. Don't you care what happens to them? It's like, well, that's a little harsh, but okay. <clears throat> and then we flash to the inners, and they just look mad. They they kind of look like they're pissed off that Haruka's going in so hard. That's what I mm-hmm. kind of think anyway. Yeah. Because Haruka keeps going with, if you want to save Jibiusa, you have to fight. Beat this enemy and take them back. If we don't take her out, she'll destroy us. We're doomed whether Sailor Saturn revives or not. It's kill or be killed. Those are our only choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then michiru says we choose to go and haruka says not just for chibiusa we're going to save everyone and so they let i guess they're leaving yeah and they leave and then usagi's thinking they're right usagi we have to save our planet all of the enemies that we've been fighting have been fused with human beings and hataru is one of them and again we get this other image of whatever hataru has become this uh grudge samara from the ring character <laughs> and we get a close-up of chibiusa in her hospital bed and mamaru is looking over her and mamaru says if we don't do something chibiusa's blood will stop flowing and she really will die it's like bitch her heart's not beating her blood through her body <laughs> yeah like isn't it already a little too late by jojo right that's what i'm saying it's just a little too late a little too wrong anyway having my jojo moment it's all right but he's got he's got a solution yeah he says let's take her to my place <laughs> okay sure that's, that's gonna be the end all be all to save chibiusa i didn't realize he had um you know medical equipment hooked up at his pad. oh just wait okay. because i love what he said what the solution is <laughs> i love it so much so we get this flash of Usagi's face over top of Mamaru's apartment, because that's where they're headed. But Usagi's thinking, there's no time. We have to get Chibiusa's soul back and fast, or we'll lose her forever. Why are the doctors letting a bunch of teenagers <laughs> take a dying child? <laughs> that's a good-ass point. <laughs> Where's Ikuko and Kenji being like, oh, we're, we're like responsible for her, so like, y'all can't take her out of the hospital. Mm. But I guess everything happened so fast, they didn't have time to do protocol. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Mamaru, here's Mamaru's solution, y'all. Mamaru lays Chibiusa down in his bed and says, I'm going to link Chibiusa's body to mine. Then my body will work as life support system to keep her alive. <laughs> And he just takes her hand in his, and lo and behold, it fucking works, because their hands start to glow together, and Mm -hmm. it pumps blood throughout Chibiusa's body, and her heart is still pumping. And as ridiculous as this is, I low-key love it, because it's like the power of love is keeping her alive, and I think that's kind of sweet. Mamoru caring for Chibiusa that much, it's kind of, it's sweet, (laughs) even though it's ridiculous. (laughs) Look, I'm just laughing at the three little cat's heads in the I know room. and look at Diana she's in so like so much pain seeing Chibiusa like this and she's like sniffling oh it's so cute uh, but yeah, uh, Luna says, but won't that take a toll on you, Mamo? And he says, don't worry, Chibiusa and I are one now. I'm just keeping one body alive. It's nothing. I'll be fine. He, he don't give a shit. He's like, as long as I can keep Chibiusa alive, nothing else matters. Oh. Which I kind of love. <laughs> yeah. Mamo is okay in this chapter. I approve of him in this one. <laughs> So then we get this image of Usagi uh, kneeling down by Chibiusa's bedside, and she just looks worried as fuck. Her hands are, you know, crumpled up around her mouth. She's so worried. 
And Mamoru looks to the girls, because the girls came with him, of course. <clears throat> Not the outers. The outers said, peace out. We got a fashion runway to hit. But um, <laughs> the inners came by. And Mamoru looks at them and says, would you leave the three of us alone for a minute? And they do. So Mamoru's all about ushering people out of the room in this chapter. He's like, get the I fuck hope, out. <laughs> I hope cats go as well. Could you just give us a minute? I think they do, because they were on the bed. And then the next shot, when it's just the three of them, I think they did leave. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, this is family only. And that probably hurt. <laughs> because it's like, we are a family. But anyway, <laughs> so everyone leaves. And Usagi's thinking, Chibiusa, I can't choose. I can't choose between Chibiusa, Hataru, and the entire planet. I can't abandon any of them. The way things stand, there's no way to choose just one. Then are we doomed to face destruction, to be destroyed ourselves? And I love that image. We see Chibiusa in the bed, Usagi kneeling by the bed, and of course, Mamoru's in the bed because he's keeping her alive by holding her hand. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just casual girly things. Mm. And then we get this image of what looks like Sailor Chibi Moon falling in the sky. The image that we keep on seeing of this new being that Hatari has become, and then Sailor Saturn. And it's just a continuation of Usagi being like, to be destroyed ourselves and watch the end of the world. Is that what we're reduced to? So, uh, we close in on Chibiusa again. Usagi picks up the other hand, Chibiusa's other hand, and says, I feel Mamo's heartbeat in Chibiusa's hand. Yeah. And she says, it's like Chibiusa is, is alive. And, he, and she's like, what should I do? She starts to cry. She says, how can I? And then, uh, I actually love this moment. <laughs> it's really cute. Because Mamo says, Usa. And he, like, pulls her face towards his, and they start kissing. I know, but... I don't know, I think it's sweet! Slightly inappropriate. It's a little weird, but I think it's sweet! No he's just trying to com- He's trying to comfort her. Oh, comfort her with words, not your mouth. <laughs> You know what? Valid. But I, I don't know. I'm rooting for Mamoru in this one. What can I say? I mean, he looks good, but come on, you know, you've, you've dead childs in between you both. True. But the important thing here is, is that when they kiss, they see a, they share a vision together. Mm. And Mamoru's like, oh, there it is again, that vision. And we see what we've seen again, like a torn up Juban, completely destructed, ruins all over the place. And this feminine figure standing on top of the wreckage. And, you know, he's holding hands with Chibi, um, not Chibi, so that Freudian slip, uh, with Usagi. And uh, he says, go get them back, Usa. Get Chibiusa's soul and her silver crystal. We just we just have to do what we can. And he's and he's thinking, without giving up hope. And then, is this him? I guess this is him. Because mm-hmm. he's thinking, hope, that vision, What was that our messiah? Or was it the god of ruin? And it's this cute image of Usagi being held by Mamoru. I don't know who's holding Chibiusa's hand in that moment. Cause she, but, cause of, <laughs> but uh, you know... <laughs> He's like, he, he's like, just, you know, like, hold on one second. I'm going to like cuddle your mom. And like, if you're, if you're still good, like I'll, I'll hold your hand. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to back to the Megenzu aisle and we see that there's like this, uh, dark energy swirling around the base of, uh, the Mugen Academy building. So it's shit starting to happen. Energy starting to rise and swirl and get stronger. And then we close up on someone cutting their hair with a knife. Love that vibe. Mm-hmm. 
And it's whoever has grown in Hart- Hataru's body. Yeah. And she says, I keep cutting and cutting, but it just grows back. I hate this annoying hair. And she looks down at her hands because, you know, she's not used to being in a body. Mm. And says, and this vessel is so confining and inconvenient. I hate it too. It's uncomfortable in here. So this is a human body. So whatever this is, definitely not human. So I imagine this is like right after she transformed. What? (laughs) That's just the way I read him like popping in the room and the way he was like, (laughs) Yeah, he does it again. I think he did it in the last chapter. But yeah, uh, Professor Tomoe and Kaolinite barge into the room. They see this newly transformed Hataru-esque being. And he says, ooh, pops into the room. It looks like he goes, ooh. Oh, I like that better. Ooh. Yeah. He's excited. And he calls her Mistress Nine. Mm. Mm. So we have a name. And we see more of her outfit, her long ass fucking hair. She's in like this, pur- I believe it's a purple top. And it's got like pearl beadings around the top of it. Yeah. And like just a plain skirt. I think it's blue. I can't remember, y'all. Don't worry about it. But anyway, Mistress uh, Mistress Nine smiles at them, and they both kneel before her. And Professor Tomoe says, We have awaited your arrival. It's been so long. I planted your egg in my daughter, Hataru, that fateful day <laughs> years ago. But your embryo never developed. I was afraid you may never awaken. Oh, so great. when Hataru was in the fire that killed her mother and damaged her body, Professor Tomoe planted this evil being in her body and that's why he reconstructed Hataru was so on the off chance that Mistress Nine would one day awaken in her body. Oh, Fucking geez. hell. Father of the year. Literally father of the year. If she was my biological daughter this would have never happened. <laughs> But yeah, we get this flash to the actual Hataru is still inside of Mistress Nine. Because we get this cutaway to her, and she's thinking, is that what happened? So she's still in there. Dad, what the fuck? Literally, what the fuck, Dad? Like, you should have left... This is really the Raw Hamburger episode, because she's like, you should have left me as Raw Hamburger, bitch. Mm -hmm. Instead of this this iron steelwork fucking hamburger. And now I'm I'm this old bitch, Mistress Nine. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? But yeah, so Mistress Nine actually hears Hataru inside her head because she gets this like question marks above her head. And uh, then we cut to Kaolinite, who is like, she had to awaken now. She is pissed that Mistress Nine has showed up because, as you know, Kaolinite wants to be with Master Pharaoh 90. She wants to be yeah. the head bitch in charge, the HBIC. And now that Mistress Nine is here, she's worried that she's going to be thrown to the fucking curb. Ugh. So, Mistress Nine says, thank you for your years of service, Kaolinite. Mistress Nine immediately clocks it. And she says, from now on, you may allow me to attend to our master. I was his partner in the old world, after all. Mm. Kaolinite pissed. She starts blushing. She gets blush lines. She is not happy. some office politics going on literally so mistress nine says the master granted you a vital mission and you must stop wasting time in accomplishing it purge the contaminants i will not tolerate failure so she's been awake uh, you know awakened in hatari's body for less than like 30 seconds and she's like all right bitch y'all need to start taking orders she's giving me barrel energy though i kind of love it oh definitely (laughs) and then kaolinite is still kneeling down before mistress nine and she says 
says, and it will be done, I assure you. And then in her head, she's thinking, but that doesn't mean I'm going to back down. She is ready to survive by any means necessary. So then we cut to the evil atrium where we know that the Tyrone Crystal and Master Pharaoh 90, who is, you know, just a dust cloud with starburst eyes, it likes to hang out. Mistress Nine makes her way to the evil atrium this time. And upon, there's energies like zipping around the area because now that they have the silver crystal and they're, you know, they're getting closer to achieving their goal, there's all kinds of mass energy swirling around <clears throat> the area. <clears throat> and upon seeing Mistress Nine, Master Pharaoh 90 has an immediate reaction. George, the filter. Uh, Master Pharaoh 90 says, Ah, I had almost given up waiting for you, Mistress Nine. And this this is where we get to see her dress in full regalia. It's like sort of a mermaid dress that flows mm. out. It's beautiful. Yeah. And she's holding Chibius's brooch in her hands. And she, sh- she says, Master Pharaoh 90. She's so happy to see him. And we see that there's energy leaching from the silver crystal and being absorbed by Master Pharaoh 90. And he says, but you've only just awakened how can you be brimming with so much power i've never encountered hostia such as this i'm losing control of myself he's basically orgasming because of this power he's getting there (laughs) (laughs) and mistress nine says master pharaoh 90 this is not hostia it is the mystical silver crystal it belonged to one with planetary protection it is her source of light and now it is finally mine with all the Enora's power inside it, the mystical silver crystal. So <clears throat> after showing it to Master Pharaoh 90 and he gets, you know, he climaxes at the power <laughs> surge. <laughs> Mistress Nine takes the silver crystal back to Hataru's room where she is taking refuge, I guess. And, you know, the mystical silver crystal is still glowing, still irradi- irradiating its power. <clears throat> and Mistress Nine is thinking, such a mysterious light. It is the same light that shines from the Tyrone crystal. The mother of all the Tau star system's power. It has intensely calming sacred radiance, as if there were something alive inside it. And then within Mistress Nine, Hataru says, of course it shines like that. That crystal has been protected by her pure and beautiful soul. And we get this image of like a naked, you know, fetal position Hataru. That's sort of what we're seeing when um, these Hataru cutaways happen. Yeah, I love that she's standing up for herself. I know, God bless her. I love her so much and mistress nine whips her head around she's like who's there and then she grabs her head and she's thinking someone inside me is using my body to speak to me i must have imagined it so she she does she doesn't really necessarily know that it's ataru i guess no but i can figure it out you would think so it's almost like they're inhabiting the same body but but mistress nine isn't necessarily aware of ataru because she just woke up in the body yeah but doesn't she think who did it belong to you would think so but i guess she really doesn't give a shit but yeah um and then she's uh she also is thinking about the crystal again she's having it hover in her hands and she's like this crystal gives me power as long as we have the silver crystal we have nothing to fear and then uh this is when we get the full absolute (laughs) shot of mistress nine's outfit and bitches look how long her hair is it's as long as her fucking body yeah and the i love the pearl drapings across the top and the um her arms Mm -hmm. it's just uh i love it i absolutely love it um 
Um, but she struts into Professor Tomoe's lab. And I love that she's just taken, you know, agency over the place. She's like, this is my fucking <laughs> house. Love it. And so she pops into the lab and Professor Tomoe's like, ooh, Mistress Nine. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, Mistress Nine. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> we had to. Um, he says, there's only a few eggs left. Removing Hostia and planting eggs into new vessels was our only means of surviving on this planet. Um, and then this is her, I believe. Yeah. She says, mm. but once the master's vesseling is complete, it will no longer be necessary. The birth of our new world is near. Mm-hmm. And we get this cutaway to Hataru watching this happen within her own body. And she's just worried. We get some ellipses from her. She doesn't say anything, but we we get to see that she's, she knows what's happening and she's worried. You know, she's scared by what Mistress Nine has in store. So Mistress Nine just starts cackling. She says, uh, yes, very near. And then we cut back to the evil atrium, specifically the reflecting pool, which and it's never really explicitly said, but I guess it's a little bit removed from where Master Pharaoh 90's little chamber is. I guess it's a separate oh, yeah. area. Definitely a separate room. So Kaolinite is there and she's performing. Little room. Oh. Yes, an antsy room. I love that. This is Kaolinite's chamber and she's cackling to herself and i love that image of her around the table and she's performing a very powerful ritual love it a very powerful spell and there's a bat that flies overhead and she grabs it out of the air sinks her claws into the bat removes its heart squeezes it over her infinity wrapped black star staff and it sizzles with power bitch this is chilling adventures of sabrina all over again is a bad witch okay love her and she says bring me my servants and she's like letting the staff pour like the blood pour over the staff but the staff is inside of a goblet and she says revive the witches five and (laughs) once the goblet is full we see five specter images arise from the goblet and kaolinite says my servants you are reborn and then she has these like little voodoo dolls of all the inner guardians which i this is why i love this chapter it's so witchy she and dark fucking here for it bitches <laughs> and so she pours this mixture over these voodoo dolls and says now go cast your spell upon them a curse that will never be broken <laughs> there you go and so then we cut to usagi so we get away from the dark i almost said the dark kingdom <laughs> From the Death Busters. Let's not get them twisted. Um, and Usagi's just, I guess she's taking a stroll, getting some air. Not really sure what Usagi's doing, but uh, she's walking around town. And then, um, oh, maybe she went outside of the of Mamoru's apartment to get some air. That's probably what yeah. happened. After and all she, the making out. <laughs> yeah, after all the comfort. Um, and then she's like, <gasps> because right outside the apartment is uh, her best friend. All the inners, Mako, Ray, Ami, and Minako are all sitting there chatting. And she's like, you're still here? And Minako steps forward and she's like, let's go. We're going to get Chibiusa's soul back. Oh, this is what we need. Ugh, I know, right? And then Ami says, all we can do is move forward. And then Usagi's like, girls! 
she's genuinely shocked that they're doing this and they're like let's go to mugen mugenzu so then we cut to the the triangle aisles to mugenzu and we close up on the mugen academy building and like i said earlier all that swirling mass and energy that was around Mm -hmm. it's turned into like these evil vines and it's (gasps) completely covered the building it's like in sleeping beauty (gasps) yes exactly vines surround the castle Mm -hmm. exactly that's exactly what's happened to the mugen academy building and there's cool it does and there's all this like uh new plants popping up around like um like uh that scene in jumanji where all the plant like the evil plants start popping up oh yeah and infiltrating the area that's what's happening to the triangle isles like this energy is the the roots of these plants are feeding off of the dark energy and it's making it a true jungle around the area it's awesome and minako says when did mugen academy turn into this what happened and they're already transformed because then we see sailor mars and she says there's an intense energy feeling this whole area it's enough to throw every everything out of whack the buildings the plants even the air and then ami says there's an abnormal power swirling or did i say ami sailor mercury y'all know y'all know the same thing there's an abnormal power swirling itself into a dome shape up there yes it looks like the greek letter omega which this we've heard this area called the omega area before so it's only mm-hmm. fitting that that's what they're seeing and then uh, sailor jupiter's like let's go and then cue the shania twain intro music um, <laughs> um but anyway uh sailor sailor moon says uranus neptune pluto or she's thinking this um did i choose the wrong path will we never be able to fight side by side and then we cut to you guessed it the outer guardians already transformed uranus neptune and pluto and they're also nearby the mugen academy building and they're looking on you know they look angry as hell (laughs) and haruka slash uranus is thinking sailor moon i'm sorry but we're going we are going to kill hataru and then she's thinking to kill her and then randomly (laughs) neptune just says uranus and then we cut back to Kaola Knight. <laughs> so I don't know what that was about. But uh, Kaola Knight is, I'm assuming, at the entrance of Mugen Academy. She was fucking waiting for them. Because she... Maybe... Huh? Maybe Michiru was just like, chill, sis. Like, she probably was. Drop yeah. it down a, a tad. Like, we're on the same page, but you, you're getting a bit bloodthirsty. Yeah, just calm it. down. Yeah, exactly. So Kaola Knight says, I knew you'd come, Sailor Guardians. Wards of the planets. And the front doors just magically open. And who's at the reception desk but two girls in Mugen Academy outfits who have opposing braids down their hair. Their Uh yes. And they say, Hello, welcome to Labyrinth Mugen. And Sailor Moon and her squad pop into the into the entryway and they're like, Ciprin Patillal. So Ciprin and Patillal were fucking revived, bitches. I love it. I fucking love the dark magic. I oh but instantly they are plunged into darkness Uh oh instantly plunged into darkness and we cut specifically to sailor mars and she's like (gasps) and all she can see is blackness and she's like where am i sailor moon where did everybody go she starts running down um a corridor till finally she can see and it says etiquette studio (sighs) she runs in and there's someone in a mugen academy outfit waiting for her there 
And she says, where are your manners? I, Yuko Aramura, director of etiquette at Mogan Academy, will show you the proper way to behave. And she has fire engine red hair, black star earrings, bitches, and her, like, ponytails are, like, three separate, let's say, snake tails. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Sailor Mars is like, Udiel, but I thought I defeated her. So Udiel was revived. Do y'all see a pattern going on here, y'all? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. And then the door snaps shut behind Sailor Mars. And she's like, I'm trapped. She can't get it open. And then she's thinking her fighter's aura is strong. But she tells Udiel, I don't have time to deal with you. And Udiel <laughs> pops up off of the desk. And she's in her glamorous outfit, her cheerleader uniform. I love it. And she's like, oh, but you must. I am the warrior of flame, Udiel. And you have been chosen as my opponent. And she straights up, runs up to Sailor Mars. Mars and fucking kicks the shit out of her face. <laughs> like Sorry, I'm not laughing. <laughs> well, I'm laughing the way you said it, not the fact that she got her face. Right, kicked. right, right. <laughs> but yeah, she gets fucking kicked, and Sailor Mars thuds to the ground, and she's struggling to get back up. And Udiel is like, "You don't really want to fight, do you? I can tell. You have no fighter's aura." She's like, "You don't have to fight for Sailor Moon anymore." As Mars is coughing up blood on the fucking ground and Udiel says every cell in your body is telling you that you would be better served pursuing etiquette martial arts and fortune telling And then we instantly cut to Sailor Mercury running down a hallway. Mm. So obviously the girls were separated when everything went into blackness and they've been separated for a reason so that the revived witches five can try to take them out like Kaola Knight directed them to do. Oh yeah, separate and conquer. Exactly. The, the smartest thing that they've done so far, honestly. So Sailor Mercury's running down a hallway. She doesn't know where the fuck she is. And she's thinking, I'm lost? Where is everyone? Where did they go? And she stumbles into this room this massive high ceiling room that has this massive computer tower and when i say computer tower i mean literally a tower it's several sailor mercury's big because <laughs> she looks up at it Ooh, bless you thank you she looks up at it in admiration she gets a big goofy smile on her face because she's still a nerd you know despite the fact that she's in you know mortal peril mm-hmm. um, and she's like i saw this in a book it's the artificial life supercomputer with the most powerful computing system of the century incredible but what <laughs> is it doing here and then a Mugen Academy student <laughs> walks into view wearing a stunning fractured glass swim cap headpiece fashion for the god's mama, yes. And she says, welcome! Perhaps you remember me. I'm Yui Bido from the science class. I'm so happy to finally show you the true heart of our fine academy. And Sailor Mercury is like, villowy! And then all of these wires, these computer wires, come out of the supercomputer and they start to wrap around Sailor Mercury and they start to, I guess, sizzle her and constrict mm. her. Sailor Mercury starts to scream. And then in this, while this is happening, Villowy has turned into her, you know, her Witch's Five outfit. She's shed the Mugen Academy uniform. 
And she says, you see, your flesh thirsts for more data. It yearns to assimilate with the computer and become one with the artificial life. You want to increase your information capacity. You want to grow and improve yourself. But all of your valuable time is wasted in battle. Your abilities squandered for Sailor Moon day after day. So they're playing fucking mind games as well as attacking physically. They're doing the good old one too. I mean, if that's how you're going to do it, that's how you would defeat them. Yeah. Hit them on both fronts. And while she's, you know, being shocked and sizzled and constricted, (laughs) Mercury's like, it's true. I do wish I could study more, a lot more. I do want more information. If I don't study harder, I'll never make it into medical school. But I use up all my energy fighting for Sailor Moon. I can't get a bite more data. And then we cut to Sailor Venus running down a hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Where?" Thinking, "Where is everybody? When did they disappear? Where did they go?" And I love a little wah above her. <laughs> yeah. And then she starts to hear music, and she's like, "Is someone singing?" And then suddenly, the music's not only getting louder, but it's starting to hurt her head. So it's magical music. Of course it is. And she grabs her head in pain. And she's like, my head is going to explode. Stop the music. And then she notices that, you know, a hallway or a doorway appears that the music is coming from. She starts to hear a crowd. And she's like, wait, didn't this happen before? I heard somebody sing and it paralyzed me. So she walks through the doorway. And then we get this picture of someone we may have seen before. And she says, and now I would like to present Mimi Hanyu's special concert guest sailor venus and so sailor venus steps up on the stage and she's like what the fuck and then she's on a stage there's all lights on her there's a massive crowd that's suddenly you know uh materialized and they're all yelling venus venus sailor venus i love you it's her fans Mm-hmm. And she's handed a microphone, and then suddenly the microphone wire expands and grows and starts to wrap around her and constrict her naturally. And then we get uh, a lovely, lovely Witches 5. We're just going to go ahead. I don't think they ever really say it, do they? This is uh, Mamet. Mm. She's in her outfit. She was the idol girl. And she says, what's wrong, Sailor Venus? Go on, sing. It was your dream to be a pop star, wasn't it? And Venus is thinking, yes, being an idol is my dream. This is my chance. I always wanted to give up the Sailor Guardian business if I got my lucky break. This whole Sailor Guardian thing is stupid anyway. I should just quit. And Mm. then we fade to Sailor Jupiter. (sighs) They're hitting them where it hurts, y'all. They're doing the damn thing. So once again, we cut to Sailor Jupiter. She's running down a hallway and she's she says, Sailor Moon, girls, anybody, where are you? And suddenly she runs into a gar a botanical garden, mm-hmm. a greenhouse. And she sees all the lovely flowers and the trees and the glass of the um greenhouse. And she's like, Where am I? And then a girl in a Mugen Academy outfit appears. <laughs> and she says, Welcome to Mugen Botanical Gardens, not Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback to that episode. And she says, I'm the director, Lulu Terano. And Jupiter says, you, you're Telu. And then tell it is Telu, she's right. But she says, no fighting today, okay? Just come inside and look around. Take your time. Don't be shy. And so she ush- ushers her further into the greenhouse. And Jupiter is enamored by all the flowers mm-hmm. she sees. And she's like, ooh, look at all the roses. This is a la France. That was the first hybrid tea rose. And this one's 
a Soleil Dior. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right. right. Just go with it. Just it's go fine. It. Yeah. And look at all the Mikado roses. That cultivar is a work of art. Oh, my God. And then, I know, she brings up one of the roses to her face. She starts to smell the rose. And she's thinking, they're so soothing. What have I been doing all my life? I'm kind of tired. Fighting is starting to sound really stupid. I just want to stay here forever. And then the we see the Telu plant uh, is among the garden. And it starts to thrive in flash energy. And then suddenly, Sailor Jupiter is lounging, falling asleep in the flowers and Telu has changed into her witch's five outfit looking very sinister as Jupiter is thinking it's always been my dream to come to a rose garden like this one with the love of my life and just relax for as long as I live oh I know Ugh. and then we cut to Sailor Moon and she's gasping as she's running in the dark does she ask where everybody is <laughs> you know what the first thing she says is where is everyone oh. <laughs> And then she's in the darkness and she's thinking, oh no, did we all get separated? It's like, have you fucking seen them? Then yes, you got separated. (laughs) And she's like, did we fall right into the enemy's trap? You're two for two, Usagi. You're doing great, sweetie. So then she's like, where am I? Where are my friends? And then there's a massive glow around her. And it's the inner guardians. She says, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus. But they all look like they've been ravaged by battle. They've got scuff marks. They look crazy. And then, ugh. This is going on Sailor Manga Pod for sure. Because all the inners, like I said, they look disheveled from battle, but then they start to melt. Mm -hmm. And the way that Naoko has drawn this is so fucking cool. Because their their bodies just start to melt and drip away, and they just look fucking creepy as fuck. Their hands are reaching out as well, like claw-like towards... Yes, exactly. Like wax zombies. Exactly. House of Wax vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Venus says, we're beat up and exhausted because of you. And Jupiter says, we're sick and tired of all this fighting. And they sort of do, like, they melt and reach out and they grab Sailor Moon. And she's like, eek! Which I don't think is the appropriate response, but that's what she says. <laughs> and then suddenly, Sailor Chibi Moon is behind her. Or an apparition, maybe. And is like, this is all your fault, Sailor Moon. And she wraps her hands around Sailor Moon's neck and starts to choke the bitch. And <laughs> Sailor Moon's like, I can't breathe. Chibiusa. And then there's another flash of light. And uh, we hear, here, let us help you with that, Chibiusa. And it's Sailor Uranus, accompanied by Sailor Neptune and Sailor Pluto. And Pluto says, we always thought Sailor Moon was an annoying pest. And Sailor Moon's like, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. I don't know if y'all know this, but these aren't really them. <laughs> it's almost like Sailor Moon's worst fear, because they're playing on their fears, right? Yeah. It's almost like her worst fear is her friends turning on her, which is kind of endearing for Usagi. <laughs> but uh, that's what happens. And then uh, we cut to Mamoru. Yeah. And he says, I want to be free of all this. Or no, he he appears to her. That's what happens. He appears to her and says, I want to be free of all of this, Usa. Don't worry about Chibius and Hataru. I'll kill them for you. And then I'll kill you too. And he goes up to the Chibiusa that's been strangling Sailor Moon and rips her in half. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> completely rips her in half. And she's, yeah. I mean, that's a really cool image. He looks like a fucking monster and he just rips Chibiusa in half. That's really savage. Very. It's quite scary, too. Yeah. And Sailor Moon's just like, Mamo! And, you know, she feels this so much that the real in world Mamoru uh, feels this. And he's like, Usa. So he, he senses that she's in, in trouble. And he looks down and he's still in bed with Chibiusa, keeping her alive by holding her hand, you know, the greatest uh, life support system in the human world. And he's looking down at her and thinking, Usa, don't let them confuse you. And then she says, this isn't right. I don't believe any of it. It's all an illusion. So it's almost like that little pep talk that he gave from very far away. Mm-hmm. See, reached her and calmed her senses and made her be like, you know what? You're fucking right. I'm a bad bitch and let's settle this shit. Love it. Uh-huh. So she breaks out the heart moon rod and she says, moon spiral heart attack. And it swirls around her, it waves around her and all the apparatus are gone but she's once again alone and she's like girls and then we cut to outside Mugen Academy I know we're jumping a lot but just go with it y'all it's a really cool chapter so we see this jungle the jungle that's become the Triangle Isles it's almost like it's it's uh, becoming more and more jungle like as the seconds tick by and we're here with the the actual outer guardians because we see Uranus Neptune and Pluto they've all got their talismans out and Haruka is whacking away at these vines and shrubs and trying to get to Mugen Academy and she's like oh what are these things I keep slashing and slashing but they just keep coming and she's thinking we can't get near the academy I have a bad feeling about this Sailor Moon and then Neptune's gasps and she's like oh, Uranus Pluto and in the mirror she sees an image of the inner guardians and they've like melted into this like tree waxy pillar yeah, like they've been taken cool. captive it does look really cool and so she shows it to them they're all shocked as shit and Uranus is like I'm we're done with this this is some bullshit and she's like I'll just bust us through and she says space sword blaster and she blasts through all of the jungle shit through all of the vines and they break through the glass (laughs) of the Mugen Academy presumably one of the windows or something could have done that before but you know probably and then we see what Neptune saw in her mirror we see Sailor Mars Mercury Jupiter and Venus and they're like melted into this weird column in the the entryway. Yeah, it's like a giant pillar candle. Exactly. And they're like melted into it. Oh, it's it's a really cool image. That might have to go on Sailor Manga Pod too. Um, because that looks really cool. But who is uh you know guarding this pillar? Uh, but of course the witches five, AKA the witches six, if you count Patillal, because Patillal only comes out when Cyprin is battling, mm. but yeah, they're all there. They all have their, um, black star staffs. They're all laughing and cackling. They love it. And Pluto says, y'all can go fuck yourselves. And she gets a brand new attack. Love. Love it. She, the garnet rod, uh, the orb at the top of the rod detaches, detaches itself, goes into Pluto hands and she says chronos typhoon and i don't know exactly what this looks like but i just picture like this purple like like smoke almost like a liquid smoke swirling around her and like going towards the witches five yeah i don't know that's just what i kind of see and then neptune is thinking we have to save them and she gets a new attack she points the mirror at them and says submarine reflection and this massive like uh blue light shines out of the mirror i think it's actually water comes out of the mirror too so let's go with it 
And so it goes over the witches' five. They start screaming. And not only does it completely destroy all six or five, depending on your opinion, of the witches' five, but it breaks free all the inner guardians from this candle prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible. That's how that's why I love the outer so much. Their their power is showcased on such like next level shit. Yeah, and definitely. Awesome. So then suddenly Sailor Moon makes her way back to the entryway and she's like, You're Neptune, Pluto, and she's like, "I knew you would come." Aww. And she uh, she throws herself into Haruka's arms. Oh, it's so <laughs> cute. And then the inners, freshly freed from the candle prison, are like, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto! And as uh, Uranus wraps her arms around Sailor Moon, she's thinking, yes, it's true. You were right. We do feel the same way you do. We could never abandon you. All this time, I was wishing we could fight alongside you. Oh, and look at the way she's cradling her. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. And then we cut that to, I know, right? Yeah. So then we cut to speaking of Mamaru holding Chibiusa's hand, and uh, I don't know who's saying this. Maybe Sailor Moon is thinking, "That's right. We fight by working together, and when our powers grow, the impossible seems possible. We are Sailor Guardians, and when we are united, no power is beyond our ability to create." And then we get this ugh, this awesome image of all the Sailor Guardians putting their hands in like a huddle formation, almost or like mm-hmm. a you know put your hands in and let's say yay go team yeah. <laughs> but, but they start to glow and because they start to glow they summon the legendary holy grail and all the power pours into it sailor moon pours it over herself and says crisis make up and she becomes super sailor moon uh, i just love it i fucking love super sailor moon so much and the, the fact that they have to band together to yeah. like summon super sailor moon i think is just a really cool thing a really yeah. cool narrative thing to do so then neptune looks in uh the mirror and she sees the voodoo dolls that we saw before that kayola knight had you know poured her power on and she's like super sailor moon basically like look oh no i take that back kayola knight is seeing like this light happening i guess she's looking from the goblet her goblet is glowing interesting mm-hmm. that's an interesting panel but then so they then do the- the mirror yeah but then they do see the mirror and yeah. uh in the mirror it said it says headmistress's office so it's like that's where they need to go so neptune says upstairs in the headmistress's office so they head there and lo and behold they open up the doors and there is kaolinite holding a candle in her hand and in one hand and her black star staff in the other and they look down and they're like what's that and like i said it's the voodoo dolls um and let's just say sailor moon is like wax dolls that look like us and they're like in a puddle like only their heads are available now <laughs> and kayla and i is pissed because not only has mistress nine showed her up but now the sailor guardians have thwarted her plans and basically she's she, she, she's not looking too pretty she's not looking good no so kayla knight says you broke my most powerful spell but i am the magus kayla knight you've interfered with our plans long enough and this bitch like harnesses power that that's inside of herself and she becomes like how do i even begin to describe this she, you know what she looks like she looks like a 1993 power rangers villain 
villain. <clears throat> She's turned into a Super Sentai fucking enemy. She looks like a... Basically, her. this is her Damon form. Her Matt Damon form. Yeah. But she looks like the scary amalgamation of nightmare fucking fuel. She looks, she looks terrifying. Like, what's that character in Dead by Daylight who... The big, the big guy... Oh, the like, Oni? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. She, she becomes the Oni, and Sailor Moon is like, a Damon. And then she says, I will save the world. I will save our planet from your nightmare of destruction. And she breaks out the Heart Moon Rod again, but now she's leveled up as Super Sailor Moon, and she says, Rainbow Moon Heartache. And, of course, it's enough to completely just demolish Kaola Knight, even in her Damon form. Oh yeah, bye sis. Yeah, bye girl. And then we see this clatter, or the, um, it's one of the shards of the Tyrone Crystal, and it just breaks on the ground as Kaola Knight disappears. And uh, Super Sailor Moon is thinking, even if I get lost in the deepest, darkest labyrinth, I will never give up hope. And then she, I know, (laughs) Usagi. And then she turns to the girls and she says, let's go. We're going to find Hataru. I just love Defiant Usagi. And I just yeah. I just love seeing Super Sailor Moon because it's almost like the best version of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Like she is in her fucking element as Super Sailor Moon. And she's not here to pull, pull any punches. And she's not taking any fucking shit. No, I just agreed. So then we cut to Mistress Nine, and she's thinking, Super Sailor Moon, you've made it to our stronghold and even destroyed the Magus Kaolinite. Time has come. It is time to turn the Omega area into our holy land. We have nothing to fear. And she plucks the silver crystal out of Chibiusa's brooch. And she says, now that I have the mystical silver crystal, her eyes start to glow and glint, and she's cradling the silver crystal in her arms, and it almost looks like she takes it into her body yeah it's like she swallows it oh you're right she does she she swallows the silver crystal yeah because it says gulp yeah so she gulps Mm. it down and as she gulps it down there's like this weird energy surge over chibiusa because mamaru feels that we cut back to them and there's just this beam as chibiusa starts to glow or perhaps fade and mamaru looks so fucking worried and he's thinking chibiusa as Mm -hmm. we end our chapter uh we did it it's a good one it's a fucking incredible one this is probably one of my favorites that we've done yeah i love that fucking chapter like just the fact we'll get into it we'll get into it (laughs) marcella what were your favorite parts before i go on a tirade about mine I like um, the uh, the Sailor Guardian candle. I wish that was oh, yeah. <laughs> that I could buy because that just looks yes. cool. Um, and just the, seeing the witches come back again and be resurrected and then sort of, I like the way that they sort of separated them, like the whole labyrinth idea and the way that they yeah. separated them. And I know it was kind of like rinse and repeat with each guardian, mm. but I, I kind of like that whole thing. Yeah, I liked seeing that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, just the the inners and the outers uh, uniting together. Yes, finally. Yeah, and realizing that they are stronger together. Um, it took how many chapters did it take? Long enough. It did. It took a long time. My goodness. Um, but yeah, so that I think that was my my, my overall highlight. And then Hell of course yeah. the uh, the girls turning up at the um, hospital in their, in their best outfits. Oh my god. Ugh. 
yeah. of vision. What about you? Yeah, the fucking outers coming into that hospital knowing goddamn well that no one in those four fucking walls has ever, ever seen such high fashion. I mean, <laughs> my God, they blessed their fucking irises. And they said, just a little bit of Chanel, just a little bit of Givenchy, just a little Vera Wang. Don't worry about it. Just a little Prada. It's fine. I mean, they look fucking stunning. And yeah. this chapter almost had everything that I fucking love. It had fashion. It had Hataru. <laughs> it had the Outers. And it had the Witches 5. Yeah. And that that was another thing for me. Seeing Kaola Knight do her, her Dark Witch magic. You know that's one of my favorite things on this fucking earth is Dark Witch magic. And yeah. seeing it in one of my favorite things in the world, aka Sailor Moon. It's a win-fucking-win for me. I think yeah. that's why I just gravitate. Like, I just loved this chapter so fucking much. Is because it just has so much of what I love. And uh, I just love the fact that the Witches 5 come back and we get to see, you know, their little quirks again, you know, because usually it's like, here's an enemy, then they're dead. Here's an enemy, then they're dead. And I love that Naoko broke that mold and had them come back. Yes, definitely. I I love it. Um, Is is that everything? And and then just Usagi, just like Usagi defying the odds and being like, nope, I'm going to save the world and I'm going to fucking kill you. So peace out girl scout fuck yeah you. leveling it with our super mushroom yeah our super yes our super mush moon mush moon i had to do it i had to do it you did you did but yeah i just i fucking love this chapter i really fucking love it man so good <sighs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> um next week we will be reading infinity nine which um or wait how do i do this I- i'm just so flabbergasted hold on next week we'll be reading act 35 there we go which is titled <laughs> infinity nine labyrinth mugen part two the conclusion to uh maybe we'll get to see the witches five again and uh yeah it'll be a great fucking time i'm ready but r.i.p to kaol tonight because uh she's gone she, yeah. she met her end sorry girl it's all about mistress nine yeah. now yeah been <laughs> exactly uh but yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of sailor manga you can find me on the internet at justin gray 22 across twitter instagram and of course youtube and you can find us both on twitter and instagram at sailor manga pot and if you want to get in touch with us you can email us just like hannah did at sailor manga podcast at gmail.com and uh, please 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 listeners leave a rating and review especially if you're listening on itunes where you can um it helps people find the podcast so please do that as well leave us a rating leave us a review let us know how much you love the show and uh we would just love to hear from more people so please do it please yeah we do we do we need to hear we do uh but yeah i guess that's all we got and uh before i go on an entire rant about how much i love this chapter again we'll just say in the name of the moon we'll be back soon bye y'all bye
I literally feel both completely empty, like an empty fucking cavern, but also so filled with so much adrenaline. Like, I just feel, I want a crater. I want, you know what I want? I want the moon to split into three craters and all of them to come down exactly to my apartment and crush me. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) That's the vibe. I love this chapter, all the dark shit. The fact that, oh, she ripped that heart out of that bat, and I wanted her to drip oh, that yeah. blood over my naked yeah, body, bitch. I didn't mention that in our favorite bit. Ugh, I want, <laughs> over my naked body. I want her, yeah, I wanted her to take, rip that fucking bat apart and let the blood drip over my naked body as the, the moon is in full force in the sky around a bonfire. Ugh. <laughs> Well, we love that. Uh, thank you.